It's continuously trying new things. And so that experience, all of these experiences, all of these different things that I'm doing, they are just different ways to practice life, <laughs> to like just notice what's holding you back from like really, really expressing yourself and really living it out, like living it out fully. This is aliveness. I'm your host, Allison Crossway, a guide and former psychotherapist here to empower you to break out of your old patterns, shift into a new state of being, and ignite your aliveness. Tamara, I am so happy to have you here. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So why don't we start with, how did you meet me? How did we meet? Well, in the most spiritual ways, we attended an event. Gosh, I don't know, six years ago, longer? I don't know. I don't keep track these days. For me, it was all about making my business stronger or being more effective in the workplace. That may or may not have been why you were there, but that was why I was there, having nothing to do with any of the things we talk about these days. But we were there just to try to connect with people and, and get better at work and connecting with others. And yeah. that was it. And I think it was nine years. Oh, that's a long time. I know, <laughs> I know right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And yeah, that sounds probably right. Tell everyone about you. Who are you? Gosh, that's a tricky question, isn't it? I'm a person. <laughs> I'm a human. I am a, a recovering teacher, recovering perfectionist, recovering all the things. I'm a blah. Words are not coming to me. What a silly question to not know how to answer. Well, honestly, I think it's a silly question, especially. I don't. Yeah, I don't even. We're yeah. going. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think most relevant to what we're talking about here is I'm a professional. So I move in the business world. I move in the professional world. I'm against all odds an entrepreneur. <laughs> and it's not anything that I ever expected to be. And also it's nothing like I thought it was going to be. And so for me, being an entrepreneur and being in the professional world, it just means this is a particular game that I've chosen to play to kind of learn about life and do all the things. But I'm also a mom and a wife and a daughter and a friend and many other things. I go by many names and identities, but those are probably my main roles as of now. Oh, it's amazing. It's making me think <laughs> of when we first talked on the phone a number of years ago, I want to say 2020, and you were interested in doing some inner work. And I think your description mm. would have been very different at that time. Yeah, well, and I'm even like, if I didn't know me, I feel like I would have been really annoyed with all the things that I just said. I'd be like, okay, who is this woman? And why is she answering this question in such a complicated way? Why can't we just freaking answer the question? But like, I'm just being like, it's so funny how it's just, yeah, the answer comes out differently right now with everything that I'm thinking about. <laughs> and what about some of those things that you're thinking about? Like, what is making this answer? Like, where you have a kind of shared joke here that maybe we could flesh out a little. I think I bristle a little bit about naming who I am and like using that as my identity because 
I see all the ways that those roles that I've played have caused some of the things that I first started working with you to become problems. And so, listen, if we were on a business call and you were saying, tell me about yourself, I would have answered very differently. Let's put it that way. But I'm really trying to just be honest and be straightforward and to say, yeah, those things are true and those are roles that I play. And also that's not who I am. Those are literally roles that I play. I play the role of entrepreneur when I sit at my desk and I do my work. I play the role of a mom when I'm hanging out with my kids. But none of those things is complete. It just, it feels like, feels so small, I guess. Yeah. And I like how you said that the roles created suffering, like the attachment to the roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I said, like, I choose this business game to play. Like, I'm playing this business game right now, and it's really fun for me, and I like it. But I think my whole life up until this point has been playing a game of become the perfect human. And I, and I wouldn't have said that, or I wouldn't have recognized that, but I was, like, very, very focused on all of the different ways that I needed to be perfect and rise to the occasion, but then not just rise to the occasion, but be most excellent in every capacity. And so as it turns out, that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself, but you don't realize you're doing that because that's just like, you just keep doing like, that's all, you know, because what you experience is the only thing that you can experience. So I think I built up a lot of expectations for myself. I built up a lot of truths about how things are and how things should be that really aren't true at all. And so I'm just trying to unwind those these days. Oh, that's so profound. When you originally reached out to me, you were more in the, I'm suffering in this role place. Yeah. And to be clear, I still do on the regular. Let's just be clear about that. I just can see it. I can see it now more, but... But no, yeah, for sure. When I reached out to you initially, it was definitely like, this isn't working. I am a very resourceful person and I am a person who strives and excels at things. And I've read all the books and I've done all the workshops and I've done all the things and I've done the therapy and I've done everything. And like, from what I can tell, there's no escape from whatever this is. And here you are writing about kind of the possibility of, I think at the time I would have described it as like the possibility of some relief from that, the possibility that there could be a different way to move through life. And I think that I recognized that I had with my skills and resources and kind of what I have been exposed to, I had kind of maxed out. I'd maxed out all of the avenues and just didn't know. I think I was getting, I was losing hope a little bit that there was, there there was a way like the, okay, this is just how it is. It's just really hard. And I remember our first conversation and once you had joined the program and I won't say any details about it, but my distinct impression, and you may even have said it was once I tell Allison what's happening in my life, she will agree there is no way out. Mm-hmm. Like I am not mm-hmm. good for lack of a better word. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, 
you put yourself into, I mean, you kind of put yourself into your own little hell. That's <laughs> like the best right. I can describe it. Like, and that fear is real. It's something. So then what happened? You took this step and you joined a six month program that I was offering at the time. The names have changed, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. But you joined mm -hmm. a six month program. What, what happened during those six months? How would you describe it? Well, so much. And it's like, it feels like another lifetime ago. As I think back, I'm like, I don't even, I don't even, where do I begin? We were in the middle of a pandemic at the time. But I think what I would say, what happened, one of the big things that jumps into my mind, it was a space with a very small group of other women and all of us very different, very different point of views, very, but all of us very much being open, being authentic and sharing what was true for us. And it was a real epiphany to share all of those truths and to share our experience. And to then from someone who has a totally different everything, right? They came from different background, different surroundings, everything. To hear them reflect back what you said or relate with what you said, or to hear them talk about their circumstances, which to you seems so clearly well, it is this, oh, well, that is wrong or that is right. And for them to say, well, no, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. It was this little crack in the door to say, well, maybe everything that I believe is just so rigidly true. And of course it's not true, like, of course, but still the way we move through life is as if it is true, as if our beliefs and our points of view are 100% true. We believe them so fully. And so it gave me this opportunity to just practice putting on other lenses and knowing that like, oh yeah, from a different background, or if I had been grown up in this situation, or if I was like this, I would relate to a situation completely differently. And neither is right or wrong. It just is. It just is how you see things. And so that started giving me some permission to put down some of those judgments on myself, on others. Because as much as I think of myself as an open person and not judgmental, we all have judgment about each other. And it started really opening up even more of my empathy towards others and towards myself. I remember that the breath work was very powerful for you. I mean, a lot of things were powerful. Mm -hmm. I remember some very specific times. What do you remember about breath work? I think that was my very first experience with, you talk a lot, Allison, about connecting with your body and almost like, I'm going to say this in a Tamara sort of way, not in an Allison way, but like the body being one with all of the rest of you. And that these things that feel like they're in my mind really having an experience of, oh, these things are actually in my body. <laughs> like the stress that I have, the fear that I have, the joy that I have, the happiness, like all of that is happening in my body. And that was a real revelation to me because I'm a very, I had been up until that point. And I think I still lean toward being very like in my head, very intellectual about things. Mm -hmm. um, I've really valued my intelligence and my brain all through my life. And that was kind of one of the things that I, I think I was praised for a lot. And so really built up a lot of dependence on that. And so to know that, oh, this thing that people talk about, it's not just, it's not just words of like 
because it can sound like a platitude, right? Like feel that in your body. If you don't really understand like literally that that is what the thing is, and maybe you haven't had that experience, I think it can sound made up <laughs> almost or, right. or like not as powerful as it actually is. And so I think the breath work was kind of a first step for me into, oh, there's something here about this body thing. Sounds so silly now that I say that, but that, I mean, until you have that experience, for me, it was just annoying. People would be like, just feel your body. I'm like, oh no, that's, what's that? But then you get it. Yeah. What does it even mean? Feel my body. Yeah. Here it is. Okay. Now like what? Yeah. So, so that was, and I joked with you about how like you gave us all these little weird things to try that I would, I'm a very practical, serious person in certain ways. Like I'm very, I just do the normal things. I do the normal things. I don't do the weird things. And you were, you were giving me a lot of weird things to do, like the breath work and millions of other things. It seems like it was, but like, those are the kinds of things that you don't understand them until you experience them. And so when you just look at them from the outside, well, why is that person just laying there on the floor breathing? How could that possibly do anything? And this was how I went through the world, like just questioning things like what, like that, how could that do anything? You're just breathing on the floor. That's so silly. There's that judgment there. And is that kind of pushing it away? Is that it's, I don't want to be one of those people. I don't want to be a weirdo. I don't want to be woo woo. These are all like, because I had that identity of I need to be a serious professional person, almost keeping those things at arm's length, and which is why of- it's super scary for me to even be on this podcast. Cause it's like, I'm sharing this other side of me that is also true. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons <laughs> I love working with you because you are open and you're not open because it's easy and you're a Reiki teacher or whatever. You're open and it's not easy. And you're trying to process through the mind, which is so good. It's great. Critical thinking is important and you've got it. It is. And I always appreciated, and I've told you this before, but I've always appreciated how you welcome and honor and also have a good mind and a critical mind and a skeptical mind. You never at one point asked me to believe anything. You never asked me to give up my own, I don't know, word that came to mind is autonomy or like, Mm -hmm. and just trust you and just go never once. Like it was always no question things and, and be curious and do what feels right for you. And that, I think that was what allowed me to be open. Cause if I would have gotten any little whiff of control or trying to convince me of anything or dismissing my skepticism or my intellect, I think I would have been out the door. I'd have been like, it just wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been a thing. Right. Because those are all relevant to me. Those are all part of where I was in that moment. And really valuable to this day. Like you say, we both have that piece and it's precious. And so you completed the six month program and we worked together a little bit one-on-one and then things started to deepen. What would you say about that? I described it to somebody recently as like when you're in a river and the big rocks are in the river, the big stepping stones are in the river and you're just like, there's not a plan, but there's another rock. And so you skip to that rock and then you kind of see another one that maybe you can get to. So you jump to that one. I felt like since 
we started working together whenever that was. <laughs> Those rocks of the next step have just appeared. And I could have never planned it out. I could have never yeah. orchestrated it. But as I look behind me, the path is super clear. Like I can see how, oh, that thing we did sparked my interest. And then I picked up this book or I got interested in this. So I went to this event or I started getting curious about doing this. So I tried this out. There were all these little things and it began feeling like this thing that we're doing, like this, this rock skipping adventure <laughs> became a passion of mine, truly. Like that was what I didn't expect. I went into this, as you said, almost like looking for relief, looking to get some, just, I was hurting. And it, and it turned into a discovery of magnitude that I can't even describe. Like it turned into just this very amazing, passionate unfolding of figuring out all the things. <laughs> I don't know. Not figuring out, just experiencing. And yeah, it definitely shifted. It definitely shifted along the way. So we've done some medicine work together. Mm -hmm. What was that like? I think the biggest thing is it, it gave me an opportunity to see what's possible. All of the conditioning that we all go through in our lives that you cannot avoid, it is par for the course. You will be conditioned. And I put no judgment on that. That's just, it's like survival. We have to be so we can stay away from the tiger lurking in the bushes, right? But all of that conditioning, it's this heavy weight on us. It's like a burden on us. Although it keeps us safe in certain ways, when taken to the extreme, it, it really can hold you down and hold you back. And so I feel like that experience allowed me to have a moment of possibility for what it would feel like to take that off. And to know, it's like to objectively and clearly see that I was keeping it on myself. Those stories about how I need to win, I need to excel, I need to be good, mm. I need to, to be loved, I need, I need, I need. that Those weren't real. Those imperatives weren't real. That it is possible to shed that. And it was hope giving, really, in a certain way of like, oh, and to be able to just see that for what it is like, oh, that is something that I'm putting on, which isn't to say that like, in this moment, I'm not feeling that like I'm feeling it right now, right now, mm -hmm. sitting here with you. Mm -hmm. And so it's not to say that it just makes it black and white, and I can just take that off anytime I want. But to be able to see clearly that that is so I don't know. It just helped me to see the simplicity was what was actually true. Like the simplicity of life, the simplicity of me is the truer, is the truer truth. I know it when I look at my kids, I can see so clearly when they're being hard on themselves or when they're frustrated or when they're sad, like I can see so clearly how they're putting that misery on themselves. They're making it so hard for themselves. And it's so hard when it's you. It's so hard when it's yourself. Yeah. Like you can't, that stepping back to see the picture of what's happening is so difficult. And I think it just, it gave me an opportunity to see myself in the same way and to see myself and to have that empathy for myself and that clarity 
And I know that that's possible. It's possible for me anytime, but I also know that it's, it will take practice. It will take practice to continue to integrate that into my life. And that's why I keep stepping on stones down this little, down this little river. It's like, there will be another thing. You and I aren't working together anymore. And for a long time, you were a critical part of my day-to-day life of helping me to integrate the insights that I was having and work through things. And, and that was really important. And then there came a time when I felt like I, I didn't need that anymore. I was okay. I could continue moving on. And then I see now in front of me, other opportunities that are continually just allowing me to practice sometimes feeling really, really bad. <laughs> and, and then trying to look at that, like stepping back and look at like, ooh, it happened today. It happened today. I got some bad news today and it triggered all this nonsense about how I'm not good at my job and I'm not good enough. And even saying something bad happened, like that's, it's like, whatever, something happened. And it triggered all this stuff. And I think a year ago, two years ago, I would have spun, like, I wouldn't have even had this meeting. I would have been like, no, we can't have a call today because I'm in a bad spirally place. And instead, what I was able to do, and this is because of all of the things, all the practice, I was able to, first of all, go outside and walk and look at it, like stand Mm -hmm. aside, stand apart from it Mm -hmm. and look at it and go, look at that. Look at that. Look at that thing that's happening. This happened and it's like this old pattern, this old conditioning just went and it still grabbed me and it still got me and it still spun me around backwards a few times. And then because I could see it so clearly, I could put it down more easily. And I think that that's, I think that's all this is. It's continuously trying new things. And so that experience all of these experiences, all of these different things that I'm doing, they are just different ways to practice life, <laughs> to like, just notice what's holding you back from like really, really expressing yourself and really living it out, like living it out fully. No fear. Well, not no fear. Fear's okay. Whatever. But like, really loving life, really enjoying life. It's amazing to listen to you. This is, this is everything. This is everything. Mm. Like you say, the conditioning, it's still there. It still rears its head, but we can, we can put it down. We know. And even when it's really strong, we know it's temporary. Like we know it's not the yeah. truth of us. And that is everything. Yeah. And I notice it. That's the other thing. It's like, you can't, put it down when you don't even notice it because it's so one with who you are when the conditioning is just like you (laughs) and you identify it with it so strongly. Like you can't, you can't possibly put it down because it is you and you are being threatened. Like my very existence is being threatened. So it's the ability to see it and then to be able to understand that that's not you not part of you when someone doesn't like something you do and someone doesn't like something it's not it has nothing to do with you actually it's right funny story it has nothing to do with you it just it's something that is happening really 
And so it just makes everything easier to, I don't know, it just makes it so much less life or death, catastrophic. Like everything is not survival. Like, man, how many of us are living in survival mode? Just purely with the stress of work and parenting and all truly survival and fight or flight and all of this. And it's like, that is real. That is real inside of us when we're in those moments. And it feels like life or death. And of course, I'm not talking about when it truly is life or death. And that is real as well. But I think back to just like being in crisis over work or my kids or whatever was the thing of the day that was had me spun up on something. And to be able to separate from that has been life-changing, truly life-changing. And I know that that has ripples for my kids, for sure. They experience me differently. I'm certainly not all the way to wherever it is I'm going. I'm not a perfect specimen by any stretch, but my experience with my kids is so much different than it was. I'm so glad you talked about that because the crazy thing about this work is it's like, it's so cerebral in some senses and it can get cosmic and like, and all this stuff. And it can be like, some people think it's navel gazing where we're just like paying attention to ourselves. But the whole point of all of this, the whole point of everything I do is exactly what you just said, being able to put down the stuff that we carry and be able to be more present for all the people in our lives. And that ripples. That's the point. Yeah. It's really easy to take the thing you're doing, Allison, like the programs and the medicine and the stuff, like take that and then to live inside there, just to stay in there and hibernate. And that I think does get to that navel gazing. That's not what it's meant to be. You go inside of that space. You go inside of that container to have an insight to learn about yourself, to experiment with what's possible and to have experiences that you don't have in normal everyday life. Cause that's the thing is like some of our, like our lives just go on repeat sometimes. Like we're just in this rut and we can't even see that we're in it. So it's like go into that space, but then you have to come back out of the space and practice it in your life. And in some areas of my life, I'm practicing it so beautifully. And in some areas of my life, I'm just not there yet. I'm not willing or able to practice those things to the degree that I want to. And I think there was a part of me for a really long time that was frustrated with, I'm not making progress or I'm not like, and there's that old voice of, I've got to get to that place. But really like this moment where I am right now, this is beautiful. and. I can just enjoy this place and I don't need to get anywhere because it will all happen. What that will be, I have no idea. I have no idea. But whatever will happen or what happen will happen and I can just trust my life to unfold the way that it wants to. I would have never said those words to you when we first started working together. I did not trust myself. I did not trust that I was safe in this world, in this life. I thought that I had to protect myself at all costs. Yeah. And that's, I think, the real beauty of what can be learned with working with you, with just engaging in this, whatever this is, just transformational work, like really diving in. It's like, 
you can, you have the opportunity to see how your life can be trusted. Thank you so much, Tamara. I mean, thank you for your trust over the years and letting me witness and support you. You work so hard without saying like, <laughs> yay, work so hard. But you just like, it is it's like rock after rock. Like, let's open it up. Let's see what's there. Let's try, mm. but let's not try too. Like, let's, and it's just yeah. beautiful. What's interesting is at no point, at no, and I can say this like definitively, at no point in the work that I've done around kind of finding myself, I don't know what, I don't know, it sounds annoying, but whatever. In no point in the work with you, Allison, in no point in the work that came after, have I felt like it was hard work. Like it has never been the same, like I've gotten frustrated because felt like I've had to get somewhere and then I'll catch myself, but it's like the doing, the pursuing of whatever this is I'm pursuing has never felt like work. And so I think that we can trust that, right? Like if, if it is, if it calls to us, like it doesn't feel like work. And if it doesn't, then that's okay too. Cause it's just not. It's just not the right time. And I've been trying to relate to that too with my work even. Like, what are the things that I'm feeling called into? What are the things that don't feel like work to do them? Like, they just come naturally. Because when I follow those things, things just kind of work out. Is there anything else you would like to say about your inner work in the past few years and where you're at now that you'd like to share? The only thing that I will say, and this is another thing that I think you have to feel it in your body. And that just sounds like a bunch of stupid words. I think another similar platitude sounding thing that I have come to know is literally true is the idea of relaxing. I would say relaxing. I have noted in this whole thing that in every moment when I feel myself clench and Oh, whatever, whatever it, it's, you're contracting your, your, whether that's stress, whether that's frustration with my kids, if I can remember, and I don't always, but if I can remember to relax mm-hmm. and to just trust the moment and trust what's happening and then give it some space to respond, things just work out. And I kind of think it's like the secret to life. There might be more to, there might be more. I'll let you come back on a future episode and like if I discover that that's not it, but it kind of feels like it's the secret to life, just relaxing, which is sometimes feels impossible to do. And so I also acknowledge that like, sometimes I can't make myself relax, but when I can, it always makes things better. Right. Always. Well, thank you for coming on Tamara. I'm excited to see yeah. what this episode becomes. I've been really looking forward to this. So thank you for your time. Thank you for being you. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you, Allison. This was great. If this resonates with you, be sure to subscribe so you get all the juicy episodes to come. And if you have a friend who is deep into their personal growth and healing journey, share this podcast with them too. Now go out and experience the aliveness that's here for you today. If what you've been hearing on this episode is resonating with you, you may be wondering if transformational microdosing has the potential to change your life too. 
Transformational microdosing layers intentionality, ritual, and deep inner work on top of a microdosing practice to create the potential for permanent shifts in your way of being with yourself and others. I invite you to receive my free transformational microdosing guide, which includes all the ins and outs of microdosing, as well as how to set intentions, create ritual, and structure your inner work throughout your journey. I've also included stories from two transformational microdosers. The intention of this guide is to empower you to develop a deep and generative relationship with the medicine. You can find the link to receive the guide in the show notes or go to expandwithmicrodosing.com.